How y'all doing out there? This is, I don't know who needs to hear this podcast. I'm your main man, Goldie Rube, Goldie Fat. And it's your boy, Jay Will, keeping it moving and grooving. You know who it is. You know who it is. It's your boy, Smooth, and this is the hottest podcast in the world. You dig, you dig, you dig. Hey, your homegirl shot your shit down last time. She, she took she your whole it. gun. Bro, look, come on. We know what's up. That and shit. she shot some big shit, too, at the end of the episode. <laughs> what gun go blow, blow? Come on, let's be real, bro. Let's be real. Come on. Her shit, was, her shit shook the room, bro. That's all I'm going to say. It shook the room. Niggas be gassing everything. <laughs> Gaslighting. Hey, I was going to wear that jacket, too. That's the crazy part, bro. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I don't, yeah. I don't want us to both be in here on some old, some unison shit. I ain't with that that's how, Like but two that's niggas how we wearing to, purple. That's how we like, used to go out, though. Niggas used to be out there, mad colors. You see red one, you see a blue one, you see a gold one. Like, I miss those yo, days, right. too. But we was on bullshit back in that time, that too. Like, that, that's when, yeah. We that was, was we, nasty. We was doing, you think it was nasty? <laughs> that's nasty. What? Everybody wearing the same coat? Just a different, different flavor? Different color? That, that remind me of the New York wave when niggas was wearing them big-ass Marmot jackets. Like, everybody, it would be like a big green one, big purple one. Like, bro, come on. Why y'all all got the same coat on? The yeah. only thing I hate, I remember we went out one time with, a, like, some females ran up to us like, are y'all a biker gang? I was like, all right, nah. This is, this is <laughs> she said, are y'all a biker up, gang? Right? Like, this is when you doing too much. Nah, but that's, that's the equivalent to everybody wearing cool grays on, on, on uh, New Year's. Like, yeah. everybody in the squad can't wear the same sneakers, so everybody yeah. can't wear the same jacket. Yo, somebody got to switch it up. Fact. But what happens in that case? Like, do you call your mans? Like, hey, yo, bro, like, I'm wearing these shit. Nah, tonight. you got to call not, niggas. If I know pull up you. with these shits on, bro. Yo, when, we, when me and Jules had the moxie jackets, Jules used to be like, Jared, don't wear your moxie jacket today. I'm wearing mine. <laughs> Keep your shit in the closet. And I was like, ah. Yeah, bro, man. that shit is mad right. weird, bro. I don't know. Maybe as I get older, it's just more weird to me, honestly. What about you, Precious? Mm. Hold on, we didn't introduce the guy. Shit, I know, bro. well, he probably with us. Yeah, I, I mean, like, he talking. We, 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 yeah, yeah. Introducing, no, he just say, yo, like, like, it's a regular extra, like. <laughs> yeah. Bro, can I give my boy a good intro yeah. and shit, bro? Yeah. Like, can yeah. I, can I, can I segue your man right? Yeah. Look, just, look, right now, he just a, he just a ghost. They don't even know he here yet. <laughs> All right. How you doing, bro? You good? Green Bay lost. I'm tight. All right, exactly. Oh, I, I called, oh, I called that nigga. I oh, know. I was tight. I was tight. They fucked that money up. Man, they had me singing Adele in that motherfucker. I was like, man, I said fire. I was like, these bitch ass niggas. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. This nigga YG called me right out. Ain't called me in two years, Chris. Ain't called me in two years. Motherfucker called me when San Fran went. I'm like, look, I ain't answering that shit. And and to make it worse, y'all might lose motherfucking a um Aaron Rodgers, man. I don't think Aaron. Where you gonna go? He might be. This ain't a sports podcast, but we could dive in for like thirty seconds. Where you gonna go? The Saints, he could have went to the Saints, but Sean Payton just left, so that's a wrap. Where you going to go to Denver? That ain't happening. Ain't no other place he could go. Seattle? No. Arizona? No. Where you going? Miami? Nasty, yeah. Fuck he, he gonna could. go over there for? They, they giving that rookie all that money? What they? What they? The crazy thing is, it's like y- y- y'all do this shit every year, yo. Be nice as hell in the regular season, then get to the fucking playoffs, playoffs and do and absolutely and nothing. Yo, if you would have told it's me, it. yo, if you'd have told me, yo, because <laughs> y'all smooth called me because he lost money. Smooth called me because he lost money. So that's the only reason why I got that phone. He was like, yo, they fucked my ticket up. I'm like, oh my god. I said, yo, these niggas ain't score a touchdown. I had to hear. It. I had to hear. It. In one. Like, I how, you, how you score off a punt and win the game? I just I just took whatever he was saying. And I was just like, all right, bro. I get it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I put money on him too, bro. I mean, I, I, I put money on him too, bro. Respectfully. As long as you lost too. I lost too. You know what I mean? I had it down. I had it nice and... I had it stacked. It was good. 
money line just got fucked up. You'll be all right, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, yo, I'm taking my heart out of football. Niggas lose every day, B. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking my heart out of sports. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with my heart being in it. I'm going to still be a fan, but I'm done with that, 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 you know what I mean? You're getting heartbroken shit. Like, I'm done with that. Because these niggas get to go home to their mansions at the end of the night. Wait, let me you know ask you a like, question. Me, I know, and I don't, I don't want to drip too far. You better on your team? Yeah, That's all bad the time. Luck. No, it's not. Them team. niggas just won me like 600 the other oh, week. Oh, okay. I bet, yeah. I bet <laughs> against my team, actually. <laughs> Nigga, I, I bet, bet against the Spurs. Yo, no, I was about to say, but that's what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about betting on your team. You put money on Oh, when, when my team was good, I was betting on my... Well, we oh. didn't have fan dudes, so like, I, wouldn't, I, can't, I couldn't bet on the Spurs then. But I, the I bet on the Spurs I know, now. I know what you used to do. Used like, I bet on DeJounte Murray to get a triple-double, and he gets when he gets, and he yeah. get it sometimes. I bet on my team. You used, to, used to go in the back of the corner store like, yo, I'm putting down five. <laughs> I, know where you, I know where you used to go. I know what's up. But anyway, man, we got a guest with us today. You know, I don't want to prolong this one. I just wanted to check in with my boys, man. This, you're excited. Uh, you can tell you're excited. I, you're I am excited because this I've been, I've been wanting to have a conversation with my boy for a minute, man. You know, this is this pressure online. Yep. Mr. A to the to the P. Damn. He took it back on you. Definitely. How you feeling, bro? What's up, man? What's I'm going on? I'm feeling good, man. You feeling good? Yeah, man. You know, as everybody else, man, dealing with real life, you know, we all yeah. got hit, you know, uh, what, two years ago now? Yeah. Just about, you know, so, shit, some of us slowly recovering, man, from deaths, a lot of things that we went through throughout the process. That's a fact, man. Yeah. I think, um, yo, did I ever, did I ever formally apologize to you for the on-go shit, bro? Oh, I, mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Nah, I'm, that, I'm was, that, that was a crazy the, ass song. Nah, I've been was, saving it. But did I ever apologize to you for that? Yeah, if so, I mean, I know we all communicated um, around that time. I, I didn't know it's people that's listening that don't know what's going on. But I'm gonna tell the story. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, it was about nothing, though. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, it was about nothing because honestly, nobody got stuck yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? Damn, what year was that? 1920? No, 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 no. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. Yeah. Damn. Four years almost? Yep. That was back in May. I remember. Pressure had niggas sliding over cars and shit. So let me, so just hit me with some ad-libs. <laughs> let, let, let me give you a backstory, listeners, NJ Will. So I had a sing, um, had a sing, I was pushing my single on I know go. about it. I wasn't there, but yeah, oh, okay. I know about it. Mm-hmm. I was pushing my single on go. You know, the video's going smooth. So mm-hmm. before before anything else, my boy Dooley is like, yo, at my job, we can go to my, we can go to my job downtown. Um, and I got a key card. So we in this building that we're not supposed to be in this we in the, we in the uh, medical center building. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the building now, we're shooting scenes. Now we on the camera jumping it like we we reenacting scenes like fucking mission in. impossible in that moment. Yeah, oh, y'all ain't say that y'all was on mission impossible. We in the office fucking paperwork up. We in there do shooting mob scenes and everything. The shooters coming out fire, right? So now we get outside and we like, yo, we want to complete this robbery scene. Uh, you know, Flizz is gonna run out the building. Flizz has a BB gun on him. Now, Pressure, did you have a prop gun at the time, or I did? So, Pressure, Pressure I had the one with the orange tip, though. Pressure has a prop gun. Mm. Flizz says, "Nah, if you know Flizz, you know Flizz. Nah, keeping this shit all the way real, authentic. I'm using my, I'm using my gun. Right. Either way, they both fake, regardless. The BB yeah, gun yeah. ain't a real gun either. Yeah, but it just ain't had an orange but, tip on it. Oh, but they wild. The difference is, pressure shit is a prop plastic gun, and Flair's got weight. It's a little more like I feel like you know. So Flair's like, like I'm using my shit. 
So Flair's running through the scene. So we shoot the scene two times. And white people all around us because we in the white Downtown area. Jersey City. Downtown. Yeah, I remember. The second tape. I got it on recording. The second tape. Flair's runs out of the building. Woo-woo, woo-woo. Cops everywhere. They shut the whole video shoot down. Oh, my niggas on go. Oh, my niggas on niggas go. Niggas hauling ass. They catch everybody, put us all together, got us on the curb. You know, next, make a long story short, mm-hmm. um, Pressure's the only one who get jammed up with a ticket and had to go to court for that shit. I remember. Mm-hmm. So he goes to court for that shit. He beat it, of course. Well, you had to pay anything or you beat that? Nah, I beat it. Beat it clean. No lawyer, man. No lawyer. Beat that case. That was a bad year for, for us in videos. Like I was about to tell you. What was even funnier was, so I haven't I hadn't spoke to Pressure in a minute, you know, because right. he was dealing with that. The video was delayed for a long time. Right. So we go on to shoot another video, never changed. We get in trouble with the with the law for that video too. I don't remember that so one. So now we go to court. We, we go to court. Again? We go to court for a whole different charge. For a different video. For a different video. <laughs> I'm sitting down to the left of me, pressure in there. He in trial for his case too. <laughs> so I, I remember, my, I remember it going through. I got all Auntie my friends was jammed up over a video, and they got us on trespassing charge, shooting like what was uh um recording without a, a permit. They had us for all. Yeah, they were trying charge. to. Yeah, they was wilding. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah but, with the advocation. Yeah, I, I remember that time, man. It's funny that you brought that up because. When I had uh, got the ticket, what it was was um, filming without a commercial license or permit and uh, also uh, possession of an imitation firearm. Crazy. Now, possession you, of an imitation firearm. Yeah, I mean, it was a reason, this is a reason right. I wanted to start with this story. Now, and I want to tell you why that was some... Uh, I curse on Yeah, of course. Right, come, cool. on, come on. I'm going to tell you why that was some bullshit. <laughs> One, um, there was no difference between... Oh. Let's make this very clear. My my camera was never confiscated in any type of way. So Thank they God. never had proof that we were doing a video. It wasn't no lights out there. It wasn't no sound. It was literally just action shots. Right. So it was nothing to prove. We was blocking me, off the street. Let me just throw an ad lib in there. He could have been shooting off his phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. They saw the camera. He could have just been taking pictures. Like, I don't even know these dudes. I was just passing through. They saw the camera and just immediately targeted pressure. Right. And um, the interesting part is when that happened, um, following up on after they didn't harass us, no, I remember they had us all on a U-Haul truck. What crazy? Yeah, they had us pinned. The funny part is they did a, a legal search. The imitation firearm, right? The prop for uh-huh. the video was in a book bag in the trunk of the U-Haul. They they did a whole bunch of illegal shit. They knew they did. So um, we definitely got by on it. But the funny part is that it was like. Four blue suits and then four undercover cops, right? Yo, because ten to twelve black kids are wearing all black in yeah. a residential white neighborhood, and there were people out there that was actually watching, walking their mm-hmm. dog, and all that. They wasn't even scared. They wasn't scared at all because there was no weapon in no one's hand. It wasn't like right. it was waving and nobody didn't know how to identify. Right. Was it a video or not? It right. was in the bag. You know what I'm saying? But they just did some violation type shit. But the funny part is the cop had um, hit me with the... Because I had the camera and mm-hmm. D was speaking. So he was looking at it like, okay, he's the ringleader. He set this up. You the one that was hired. So he had both of us pinned, pinned. strongly. It was just us two. So what happened was they was like, um, yeah, you got a permit or blah, blah, blah. So 
I didn't know the game at the time. You know, I had to smarten up over time. But I'm like, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm hired through somebody else though to be here. Blah, blah, blah. So they're like, yeah. He's like, you got a business card or something like that? I'm like, yeah, it's in the car. This is the funniest shit ever. He wanted to have someone escort me to my vehicle. I don't know if you remember when I had to walk I remember off. that. Right. You... I walked to the vehicle. No one escorted me. Uh, um, escorted me to my uh, vehicle. And I was like, oh, shit. I could pull the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he in my, left. In my yeah. mind, he I'm could've like. could have left low key. Yo, I could have left. Because <laughs> there was nothing to block around the corner with uh, the building. Right, 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 right. And I was able to leave. And I was like. Nah, but I know we ain't doing nothing wrong. Plus, you know, I'm familiar with people in law enforcement and all that. I understand the yeah. rights I should go. I'm like, man, I'm going to go back. But I walk back. And then I, that's eventually when I got the ticket. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you I, like, I could have I could have <laughs> dipped. Yeah, but at the same time, I also knew that it was like, yo, nobody wasn't doing nothing wrong. And then, yo, with Flizzo and a lot of... Shout out to Flizzo, too. And there's a lot of people that was involved that was there that was just... Um, Real knowledgeable of the system and their yeah, rights, so especially somebody like Trey. No, yeah, actually, it was it, it was, was Fliz. It was, it was a lot of leaders. Oh, oh yeah, Fliz, Fliz, yeah, brother yeah. Fliz is Preach. like giving them the book, like, yo, I'm a black man. You can't touch me. You can't violate my rights. You can't go against, like, of course. Right. But it's the reason I wanted to bring that up too, right? Because us as the youth, the black youth, when we recording videos or when we just when we outside doing our bang bang shoot 'em up shit in the camera and all of that although we don't have permits we do have rights and we can like they try to get us for inciting a riot they try to put a bunch of charges on us That's that would never stick and it was only because of course we're black we're young but and they the, looking for something where's the mm. drugs where's the guns and when they don't find that they put so many people, so many cop cars in this one area. Now they got to find something to stick or they're going to look stupid. Because right. they sent out the squad. The sergeant pulled up. Yeah, they pulled out the sergeant. Mm -hmm. And so now they got to make an arrest. They got to get... They, now they look stupid at that point. Because, of course, it's stereotypical behavior to them. So, But when they don't have a charge to stick on you, now they got to start throwing stupid tickets out. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, if y'all told them that y'all was making a skateboard video, they would have fucking died. Like, the yeah. crazy part is, like, and you know how I beat the situation is, I took it to trial. Because I was like, yeah, I'm not about to pay no $2,000 fine for no, um, you know, filming without a permit. When there was no proof, they didn't have no video clip out of my camera to say I definitely was filming. And talking about the the weapon, the, the pop gun, right. the one that they brought out, I wasn't completely... I think I heard that it was visible uh, there, but it wasn't visible. Right. So at that point, it's like, yo, my fingerprints ain't on. How can y'all say yeah. that this is mine when I got a camera in my hand? So right. when they was doing that bullshit, I was like, yo, man, look, y'all got to approve all that shit. And the yeah. cop didn't come to the court um, when yeah. I had went. I was like, because I, I knew they was going to throw that out because it was like, yo, they had no real... They was just hoping that Q would have just accepted it. Yeah, and paid a fine. Because it's like, yo, come on. I know what a BB gun. You get up to 18 exactly. months in Jersey. It's like, come on. Ain't nobody going to jail for no BB gun. Well, yeah. a prop. For that, yeah. I apologize, King. Like, you got, you got, I you got a kingdom smooth. You got a kingdom smooth. <laughs> I hate this, that fucking No, nah, no, nah, this, this, this one was legit. I apologize for that. Because, but mo mainly because <laughs> it happened again. And, I, you know what I mean? So I jammed up another set of friends. By shooting another video in the bando and got jammed up with that too. They can say another set of friends. They gave us the same friends. They we just went to a different site. For <laughs> <laughs> well, this principle, so. yeah. I was I like, mean, yo, get the. I said, yo, fuck what, these for videos. For one of the um, and that and the second time it happened, one of the friends got away. He he hid and just literally didn't get caught. Actually, he got, he got away, away that time too. Times. 
He was in the. He's he Houdini, yo. He's really Houdini, bro. He, he was in the passenger seat the first time, and when the cops came, he was gone. Mm. Real light skin finesse, nigga. How you finesse that? No, he's no, he's no, he, he's Houdini. Like he's Houdini. now you see him, now you don't. It's literally you. like, yo, where is bro? Like, where you go? and then the second, <laughs> and time, then he just pops up at the, the end, like where the cops time, leave. The cops, we were literally up on the fifth floor. The cops was chasing us upstairs. They found us. The second time, mm. he just, I don't, he just hid. In the, I don't know. He must have hid under a body or something. <laughs> body. We got tickets shit. and everything. I'm just making shit up, but we got tickets and everything. Like he came at the end, like. Yo, they, they gone? <laughs> 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 Nigga, where was you at, bro? Right there. So, oh, anyway, man, Pete, thank you for coming, bro. I, you know, I, I, I reached out to you uh, after we had that conversation in front of my Jays, and I was just like, let's get this done. It's a conversation that needed to be had, man. How you feeling, man? I feel It's been, a, been, a, been a, a crazy decade for you, in a sense. The decade has ended, but yeah. last decade. It's been a crazy decade for you. Yeah, a lot of things been crazy, man. I just been fortunate enough to just do what I love and and figure it out, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether I'm being a recording artist primarily, um, you know, just being able to dip into helping people either in my community or just across the country, you know, just traveling, filming and all that. I I love that shit, man. I, I truly love like the art and just creating, you know, and then starting from, you know, like I had like a Canon T2I camera, which is like something you know, basic, you know, growing into dealing with, you know, red cameras and more official stuff and, you know, being in a room with people that have more than what you have, you know, going on, you know, that's a blessing to me. So I'm just happy to be here. That's a situation like that. Oh, that's dope. Because, like, honestly, like, when I first... I, I I knew about you from the videos, pressure online. Like every video I seen, I was like, oh. smacking. You. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean, yeah, the, the intro. So I didn't even know that you was a recording artist till like maybe like a year or two ago. I'm like, oh, he Damn. oh he do artists. I'm like, oh, I didn't know because I was. Ah, uh, you know what it was, and it's um interesting that you brought that up. I've been doing music, and it's funny he said the A to the P. Um, yeah. Man, Flizzo was back in um, Snyder, man, high school, and it's about I was a freshman, two thousand seven, so. I think I met, yeah, I met Flizz on 07. Um, that's when I had got my first recording equipment to like do music and stuff. And I was doing a lot of features and moving around and doing a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. But what happened was anytime you provide a service for other people and you're able to tap into their market or their audience, naturally, however you promote yourself that way, people are always going to become more aware of you faster. Um, such as like when I was shooting videos. So it was easier for people to find out who I was right. if they needed something for a baby shower mm-hmm. or a wedding or a, a fucking graduation pictures. Accessible. All of that stuff moved quicker. And to be honest with you, as we all know, there's more money in almost everything but music. So I had to figure out how to balance out life. And, you know, that's why I was, that's why I think you're more familiar with the media side of me. Right, cause I well, cause I'm younger than him, so I, I didn't meet I didn't meet Flizzo until like maybe five six years ago. Okay, just about yeah, no maybe seven, but so I wasn't, but I, I definitely heard about you because I I watched the, the the videos of like the rappers from Jersey City, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I would always see attack pressure online, killing them, and I'm like I'm like, oh, I'm like yo, his videos is tough, so like every every hot artist had you record a video for them. So I was like, oh, alright, so he the man to go to if you want a video shot. It was either you or it was fours, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But definitely, I definitely seen your tag. And you was busy too back in those times, like when from that like 2012 to like 16, you was in the city hard. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. was in the city like yeah. crazy with it. And that's how that's how I ran into you uh, dealing with Fam Hustle with Chris. Fam, and yep. 
Yeah. Right, 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 right. And they was uh, helping produce a lot yeah. of my stuff. And they was like, yo, we got to get pressure to like, do your video or something. Like I was like, say word. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just blessed, man. Because, you know, a lot of people in the city, as we all know, can't go everywhere, can't mix and mingle with everybody. Right. So, you know, me being from Kerry Woods and, you know, at a young age, I was taken from just being around my peers and getting caught up. And I was already around people in the industry and older people just due to affiliations. And I had a lot of connections um, young from when I was acting and stuff. Like, I was on two TV shows when I was younger. So yeah. when you move around like that, I was already coming into the coming back into the city as, oh, I mean, I could work with anybody. And mm-hmm. being an artist made everything easy because I understood the vision and what it took. So I guess that's what made it a little more lenient, and that's why people was probably reaching out. Plus, I wasn't, you know, a, a person that um, it wasn't, I mean, obviously, it is about the dollar, but it wasn't always about that because I understood that my name got to be on it, too. So it's like I helped out with treatments. I went above and beyond for the lowest, you know, when I first started. Well, how does that make you feel, though, P? Because I've known you as a rapper since 16. I saw you make your bones. I saw you in rooms that people haven't gotten close to yet. I've seen you with people having conversations that with people that, you know, some people dream about. Like, I've seen you sitting next to niggas' favorite rappers. But how does that make you feel, you know, that you've you've established yourself as an artist, but then there's people who just know you for the videography and what you've done behind the camera? Really, it make me feel like I just got to keep working harder Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, just like you said, there are people that would wish that they could probably be in my position. Um, I know that there's always somebody waiting to take my spot. As soon as I get comfortable, lackadaisical, I'm procrastinating, bullshitting, I understand how the game goes. So I try not to get comfortable. That's really what it all come back down to. And also, like, staying disciplined, too. Like, a lot of people don't know what it takes. Like, Like, people don't know. Like, going off of being disciplined, I was... Uh yeah, cause I really I think I I think I, I did a lot of videos heavier by 2014-15. Yo, going to and I'm talking about being from the woods and understanding that even if I'm not a part of the shit that they may be tangled up in, naturally it's always gonna be a man. He from the woods, right. so being able to go to Duncan projects uh, or Rutgers or going to um, what you call that uh, a Booker T or whatever. Out there by myself, you know what I'm saying? Shooting videos in the middle of the projects with 30, 40, 50 niggas coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yo, that's that yo, that just come with that just come with the hunger though, man. Because I I always went outside, you know, lion hearted, you know what I'm saying? You got to be that way. Yeah, and I I had wrote a tweet earlier. I was like, yo, like when people may want to make it seem like amazing, you tack it up as simply discipline and. For you to be that consistency come along with it. Forget like, all right, niggas want my spot. This is my routine shit. Like this is what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and you so used to doing it. Now it's just now. It's a part of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely made it my lifestyle because I realized that this is what I wanted to do um, for the longest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't in it because I'm trying to be cool or follow what everybody else doing. All Satisfaction that. To nah, soul. this nah, this shit is this this my life, man. Like this is how I I get it. This how I wake up. When I wake up, I think about music. Even times I went to try to go get jobs, you know, to to financially support myself. Right. You know how funny it is when somebody who don't know you. And your coworker at the time tell you like, yo, you don't belong here. I can tell you don't want to be here. <laughs> yo, facts. That's that's some real that. shit. So when you get that 
message multiple times, multiple jobs, you start to realize like, yo, I gotta, I gotta stay focused and really do this shit. Cause, yeah. um, being able to do it and having the equipment to do it, it's like no excuses. And that shit ain't cheap, yo. That that red camera and all that, eight grand, ten grand, it's mm. up there. Well, it's it's still climbing at this point, but. Yeah. Um, so, like, talk about like what was like your first like major like yo I work with this person and that like the person that you worked with opened up a door like everybody has that one person that they worked with and it opened up that door for them to spread. You know what I mean? Like they let me in. Like I got in and now I'm standing and now I'm gonna figure out my way through the other building. You know what I mean? All right. So it's gonna be a side A and a side B okay. to that cassette tape, right? So I'm gonna speak on it from an artist perspective when the door opened up for me. And then I'm gonna speak about um camera work. Okay. Um as an artist, I would say when I was I think I was damn, I wanna say I think I was fifteen when I did the record with Loaded Lux and we had shot the video and put it out. Um, it's still up on YouTube. I actually oh, seen yeah. it the other day. Okay. That was a classic. At 15... Was was it Grey Hoodie Loaded Lux or was it regular hoodie? Nah, that was Grey Hoodie Loaded Lux. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. That was He was Lions in his bag, Den, too. Yeah, your Lions Den, yeah. Lions Den. Yeah, um, that opened up the door for me as an artist um, to showcase that I was able to rap. You know, like I did records with Ransom and a lot of other people that can rap and that's completely respected, but... That was the one as a, a young artist that did it for me when I was like 15, 16. Right. As a videographer, I think mm, this is going to be interesting. I would probably say it wasn't even an artist. I would say it was a DJ. Okay. Um, It's really between... I, I say DJ Wala. I say, I say Wala oh, is the one okay. that helped open the door for me Um, last couple years. Um, not on a music video side, but on the side of traveling, um, being at events that I, you know, you can't even pay for certain types of access that I was getting. Um, whether it's Summer Jam or uh, what's the other one, um, Rolling Loud. Mm. So a DJ is the one who really opened the door for me. And I tell people all the time, the relationship with the DJ is important. Yo, Rube always talk about that all the time. We're like, yo, the, 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 and Jules too, like, yo, the DJ. Like used to be the thing, especially it, it, the, DJ still still the, thing. the DJ yeah. still is the, the thing. DJ still is the thing. The tone at the show as well. Like they set the tone at the show before the artists get out there. The DJ on versus. Oh, it's horrible, smooth. Like, like you see on versus, you be like, what the it, hell? It, it, like, DJ the definitely DJ killing me. Definitely, the DJ is essentially the gatekeeper, though. Like um, for a long time, we would ask. Like I think we went through a transitional phase. I want to say around 2011. Like. The A and R's died. Now A and R's are coming back, but the A and R's died out mm-hmm. in a sense to where as though it was like, who are the A and R's, right? Mm-hmm. And so we went through a phase where the the strippers were the A and R's, but in actual yeah. in actuality, it wasn't that the the strippers were the A and R's because the strippers were like, yo, this shit high, I can stick my ass to it. But in actuality, it wasn't that the strippers were the A and R's, the DJs were the A and R's because the DJs were finding this shit like, yo. I know if the stripper can shake her ass to this shit, this right. shit can go. And that changed the right. tempo of commercial music, secular music, and that's what you hear on the radio now. Right. If you can't shake your ass to it, if it's not happy music, it's like, okay, it's it's the DJ's preference now. It's not so much with the hardcore, the lyric, you know, they're not, that's not what's on the radio anymore. But so they, this, they dictated shit, the tempo. Even with that, like, if you think about, like, when I watched the Wu-Tang doc, they was trying to get their hands, they was trying to get it into the hands of the DJ. Yeah. The DJ right. break your record and everybody hear this shit. They're like, oh, what's this shit? Right. Oh, you ain't hear that Wu-Tang shit? Like, mm-hmm. that's how it works. The DJ was breaking records. Like, you ain't need to go to like, what 
you would try to go to a radio station, but if a DJ broke your record at a, a popping club right. and everybody hearing that shit, they're going to keep requesting it. Like, oh, what's that right. shit that you playing? And then even the DJs on the radios was breaking records as well. So the DJs definitely are like the gatekeepers of essentially hip hop and yeah. the culture. What do you what do you uh think about the labels these days with in terms of like being on an artist out where you like, okay, <clears throat> I could completely go independent, but like, are you independent number one? And then how do you feel about as an artist being on that label side? Like would you rather just stay independent or you like, ah, right, you know what, I'll take that deal. I'll take whatever they offering just to get myself out there. You know what I mean? Like I, already, even though you're already out there, but I'm saying like when you when you sign, you know life changes at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, to answer your question, I am independent. Um, I did have situations that I ain't gonna speak of because it's irrelevant at this point, but definitely had some situations. But a lot of these deals don't be making sense, and if you don't understand, just like a bank loan, um, you will forever be in debt if you don't know how right. to make that money back. So, right. um, it's real tricky, man. If if anybody out there that's listening, if you one of my um, expertise on it. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is find someone or people yeah. that's willing to invest. Like, you get you an investing team and then a, a, yeah. a, a strategy team that understands how to put shit out. It's easier to owe a person back and just go through it with them yeah. versus you get signed, shit don't go smooth. It's hard to get a second chance after you get signed. Like y'all owe just 100 that's your, Oh, my God. That's your punchline right there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but... Find investors. Facts. Yeah. Facts. And you know, it's crazy too. Like, um, I had that situation where I had investors. They just didn't, they weren't as knowledgeable to the game. And when I sit back and think about it, like, Chris was like, yo, look, I could, I ain't got no kids, bro. I could throw money to whatever I want to throw money to. It's mm. just, but then you need somebody that knows the game. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can have money all day, but if you don't know how to control the market and understand how to get it out there, it'll, It'll, it'll eventually fall down, you know what I mean? Definitely. So, you know, but it's life lessons inside the music industry. It's tough, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it's not it's not easy, man. It's definitely something that if you get into it, you have to understand that um, it's going to take money to make money. But just like anything else, though, I mean, it's like buying a car off the lot. Like, uh, not the dealership, but just yeah. a regular lot. It's like, yeah, Yo, you got to put money into that car for that shit yeah. to run a certain way. Yeah, and it, and it all everything matters in terms of like you down to well, these niggas. I'm listening. Rico over here fucking with me. You know, yo, like, yo, I'm trying to I'm trying to conduct the good pod here. The photographer in the background fucking with me and shit, yo. No, I'm just saying it's just like a call with like anything. Like all those pieces matter. One of them is, is fucked up. But like you've been on tour and stuff like that. Like talk about like your like your tour. Like just being out there in the streets and like what's like one of the main things you'll say to like artists when it comes to like stuff like that. Like the traveling and um, I mean in general, uh, you gotta have your team right yo. Cause one thing you don't want to do is be in another nigga city on another nigga turf. And think that you gonna <laughs> apply your rules from home. Mm-hmm. Shit, that checking shit real is really like that. Like it, it is. Um, depending on your status, de- depending on okay. what you, what type of shit you promoting. Cause think of it like this, right? Take Waka Flogger and take J Cole for example. All right. You think J Cole got to check in if he goes to East no. Orange? Hell no. My point. So it's about the audience that. You're um, 
you know that you're promoting to. But yeah. then again, well, let's let's take that conversation for what. Well, why do you feel like Waka Flocka? Well, the Waka Flocka now. No, no, no. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about in, oh, in okay, 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 okay. In both primes of careers. Okay. Do you feel like is it necessary? Yeah, because for now to speak I don't feel somebody? like I don't. Mm. Or take well, take Kawhi's in those spaces neither. Well, you know what I mean? I haven't even listened to Waka Flocka now, so I don't know what he's rapping about. Honestly, I, I got you. Um, damn, I don't even know who. Uh, you can say somebody like, like baby. baby. You can say you can, yeah. You probably say somebody like Lil Baby. ESTG, like, right. definitely. Them niggas, they they hollering so, at somebody so, around so, here. So you take Lil Baby and you take Russ. Well, okay. Let me ask you a question. Are they checking in because they on the scene, or they just checking in like y'all? I'm here. I'm performing tonight. Because Jersey isn't one of those cities where I can see if it was a Detroit where you have a no-fly zone where you have to check in and it's not checking in like you getting deboed or like you getting checked. Like check you in North or Camden or Trenton. Yeah, I was about to say it happens. I, I mean, I ain't gonna say no names, yeah. but I've seen it. Jersey City I know, might not I know, I know it go. Yeah, North and Trenton and nobody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. you come to Elizabeth, I seen it, man. I ain't. But but check didn't Rasby get checked? Chief? They they rob him as like that? Rasby. Well, no, not Razzby. It was a, a singer, a rapper name that came out here and got robbed in Elizabeth. This was like oh no, that summer. was that was different. That was uh, actually his name was real close to yours, Pete. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, it was no pressure, it, fresher, fresher, not not pressure, fresher. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Fresher got robbed on the corner shooting a video, uh, in Newark. He just got robbed playing like got took his car and everything. Mm. Not pressure online. That's fresher from Brooklyn. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But um, but Man. nah. Even to go back to your point, smooth with the Chief Keith shit. Um, so uh, yeah, because I remember he did the blow New Jersey up and all that shit with Finito. But so that was this, the story behind that was he was performing and they checked him, or he was just in North. Well, he was he in was Jersey in, and they checked him. He was in. He was in the club in. Was that back when he was stars? I guess I don't want, I, I don't want this famous yeah, shit. Yeah, they try to take a chain because he, yeah. he ain't checking. I don't, like, I don't he, want this famous like that. Yeah, that's that happened to you. Like, trust me, you ain't got to tell me. But that, like, has that happened or you had to like, your team had to figure out, all right, who, because we know we're going to go to the club. We know we're going to go hang out. Like, do well, we, you know what I mean? Well, nah. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, to answer your question, uh, thus far, that haven't happened to me, but I think that's because I don't attract that type of audience where yeah. it's, it's necessary. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was comparing the Russ and the baby yeah. or, or yeah, J. Cole yeah, yeah. and Walker. Yeah, Yo, when you when you rap that street shit, you should understand what come with it. That's not necessarily the lane of like my music. My shit is more conscious, more lady driven. So, mm. you know, it, it's not that, but it always depends on how you flex situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got these kids that's online that think it's cool to flex money, and the next thing you know, they're making themselves a target, but then become clueless when they like, yeah. yo, somebody trying to rob me or somebody. Right. It's like, yo, y'all niggas out here doing it to yourself. It's naive like, to tell you, like, for, for, at its finest. because Yeah, never see me do that, ever. I just posted that shit on the ground. I said, yo, y'all niggas really going to the bank withdrawing money just to spell shit on the floor? Yo, that's crazy. When yeah. I started seeing that, I was like, <laughs> like yo, that, yeah, I don't see nothing shit. cool in that. Yo, like, I ain't <laughs> like, with none of the trends. You withdraw money just to spell some shit on the floor. Yo, like, and, and for me, I, and for me, I've never wanted to be one of those niggas who like flash like that. I got some money, like, nah, that's not cool. Yo, yo. people don't understand that, and it's like, yo, at the end of the day. All them people that's flashing money, ask them what they credit score. Them niggas is poor. <laughs> so it's like, what we talk about? Like, nigga, you can't go get something without putting money down. It don't count. Yo, yeah. Um, the, so you rap and you do photography also with shooting. That's kind of like in that lane of like, who was the first person to do that besides French Montana? Was French Montana was the first one to do that. This is start off shooting. Cocaine City. And then... 
he turned rapper. I think he might have been the only one to do well, that. Well, no, he was already a rapper. He just used Cocaine City to propel his rap career. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. Help um, me. Believe it or not, I, when I was, uh, I had an interview with, um, I don't know if y'all shot out other podcasts on here, yeah. but I had an interview with Drewski uh, two months ago on the, uh, the movement joint, and he told me that, um, and I hate to bring it up because I ain't really got nothing against it on some political shit, but I didn't know that 6ix9ine was a cameraman before he got on. Say word. His team, his whole, his entire team. Okay. Hold on, he yeah. was a cameraman or his yeah. entire? The whole, the, no, he was a cameraman too, but his entire team. He was, he was a part of a, a videographer, well, like a photography team. I, this nigga be having some dope ass videos. I ain't gonna hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the nigga, but he was shooting other niggas and then decided like, yo, I could do this rap shit too. I didn't know that. I just found that out in my last interview, or not in my previous interview. And I was like, damn, so it was yeah, French. You need a ghostwriter? Him. I was like, wow. Yo, that's dope. Yeah, but um <laughs> I got He you. kinda French made it cause I was like, cause he was on Smack DVDs, right? He was French was doing Smack DVDs. I, I know yeah. about the, the Cocaine City joint. I don't I didn't really like dive into him like it took French a long time to come to where he was to even be noticeable. Like from Cocaine City to Chopper Breaking Nigga Down or whatever that song was, yeah. that's a long grind mm, to be doing that's that. At least six. Nah, I'm plus ten, ten plus, yeah. ten plus. Nah, it, yo, it can, ten plus. It, nah, it definitely be like that. I ain't gonna lie. It, it definitely take time. But yo, what people don't understand is, and this is why it'd be amazing when people didn't know that I was an artist. Or so is for a long time, I had this pride issue where I'm like, I don't want nobody to see me with a camera in my hand unless I'm making money. Yo, if you ask me to take a picture at an event. Yo, I'm high on my camera. I did not. I'm telling you, wow. you never find a picture with me wow. holding my camera in my hand. I did not want to be seen like that. And no lie, I was blocking my own blessings. And I'm going to tell you why. The minute I started to take the responsibility of, look, this is who I am. This is what I got to do. This is my nine to five of how I survive. Right. Yo, I ain't going to lie. The opportunities just started falling in my lap from there. And I was like, yo. I was shying away from something that was helping me get in the door. So while everybody wanted to just be a rapper trying to go through the front door, bum rush the front, Cameron work got me a ladder to the back window. Right. I'm already on the second floor. You see what I'm saying? So I always tell people, if you got another talent, whether it's podcasting, hosting, journalists, photography, graphic design, even if you cut hair, it's like, yo, you got to know how to utilize that. It's just like women. You got to know how to utilize what you have to get you further up in life. Exactly. I, I'll never forget when back with my rapping days, I know so I knew so many rappers that like were on radio shows. Right. So when I was on the radio show and they you know they would interview me, the next thing you know they're like, yo, we should collab and put it, you know, let's do something together. Right. Not even knowing that they also are artists as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you I used to collab a lot like that. Like Why oh, you say shit. back in your rapping days, like you ain't just say I thought you was working on the avocation too, bro. You locked me. Bro, I, think, I I don't know why the nigga be trying to get me, bro. I have not I have not recorded in like two years, bro. Let it go, bro. Uh, it's over. I was writing, but I was I I've been gave that shit up, man. Yo, but shout out to uh, you though, man. That project, uh, the advocate. That's advocation. Advocation. Yo, that made it to my playlist. I told bro. him the other day when I seen him that mm. catered to you sample was still my favorite joint. Yeah. It came on one day. I swear to God, I don't even swear much. And I can, I, can, I, can, I can say this on the podcast because everything real here, right? Pause. Yeah, of course. Dude, I was literally getting some ass. I had, <laughs> I had the Spotify shuffle on. Right. And I heard the sample coming in, and then he got this like little melody that he do to it. And I was like, mm, now, 
Yo, I'm listening to I was like, now immediately my reaction is like, wait, what the fuck is this? Because I ain't hear it in a minute. Yo, no, I ain't hear it in a minute. I stopped and I said, oh shit. Changed the whole mood. I ain't gonna lie. I switched the song because I knew you. And I was like, I can't fuck with my man. <laughs> I'm like, it's different when you don't know it, nigga. Yeah, when we yeah, could yeah. call a nigga, I'm yeah. like, nah, I heard your voice while I was getting, nah, that, was, that ain't feel right. But no bullshit. Hey, it nah. definitely came on and it had like a good 20 seconds in before. I was like, oh, this that joint. I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, hold on, ma. <laughs> Yo, you know That's what's funny? Fire. I, I um, to stay, let's stay there for a second, right? Um, Before... I always had a way of doing that, right? I had another uh, similar story. Before, like, catered to you and all that, when I was really, like, still raw, and we would still be mixing in the basement and everything, I had a song called Pimpin' and Mackin', which was, like, another, like, mm-hmm. that was another hood, like, shit for the bros that everybody be like, yo, I just got some ass to Pimpin' and Mackin'. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of perfected that, like, I perfected that sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, like, to have dibbled and dabbled in so many sounds, like, where did you like? Where did you find your comfort zone? I'm not not just sound your comfort zone. And the reason I'm asking that is because, um, I remember the first time that I heard Big uh, Big Tipper. Is that Big Big Tipper? I remember the first time I heard that, and I said, "Yo, this nigga stepped out of the box. It's not his. It's his sound, but that's not his comfort zone." And that's when I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm really like I remember, and I was listening, and they played it in cheeks, and I was throwing money to the shit. So I got a similar experience to yours as well. Like I'm like, "Oh shit!" They playing Big Tipper here tonight. Like you know, I don't, difference is I ain't t- I ain't turning the shit off, nigga. You did me dirty. Like they ain't even gonna give me my stream. Hey Jay, we ain't give my stream, bro. Like it's fucked up. Like we gotta let the song play for 120 seconds to get the stream, bro. Oh okay, shit. I'm sorry. Um. Okay, I say. Going back to the DJ, right? Yeah. Most important key player in my life, you know, from from what I understand. Shout out to DJ Bobby B. Um, I remember he had we had went to uh Miami together. Um uh, we was doing something, I forgot we was filming something. I think we was he was doing we was doing like a little a little run. Um couple hitting a couple spots. And um at the time I didn't even have, I had the big tip of beat, but I didn't have the concept of what I wanted to do. I just have a lot of beats that I sit and hold until I find inspiration. Um, being in clubs in other states, like when you go to Atlanta or you go to Miami or certain places, you'll notice the difference from a Jersey club to down there. Oh, and I was like, damn, I was like, yo. And then listening to the type of music they was dancing to, and I was like, yo, if I'm going to try to have commercial success i can't always be um i'm not gonna say honest but i can't always be on some i want to tell people how i feel how my day went but it's like yo when you're in the club people don't want to hear that shit so i had to realize like yo i have to try something different and i remember when we flew back on the plane i happened to just pull up that beat i was just inspired by what i saw being somewhere else and literally freestyled this shit on the plane and i just kept the hook in my head I called the Watts on the grind engineer, mm-hmm. had him come to my studio. We recorded that, Ote, and something else in one session, just freestyling them shits. Like, that's how I did that record. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate when niggas say, yo, I don't write. No, nigga, I write. <laughs> I write, I write too. Like, I, don't I, believe, I, write. I don't believe in them niggas. I do believe in them, but I believe, I, I can always tell when the nigga ain't right, too. Right. I can always tell. Now, look, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do hookah, no pills, none of that. So everything is like a sober mm-hmm. go for me, you know what I'm saying? So I don't get inf- under the influence and then all of a sudden I spit some crazy shit. No, 
I have to be inspired by a real life experience. And if the beat matched that emotion or what I went through, mm. it's gonna be magic. That's why so, I made big so facts. So big, big tip is pretty much like Love a song. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a dancing song, pretty much. Or is it like you like a CBT, a certified bread trigger? Like you nah, nah, it, it's, nah, it's funny. Nah, no, no bullshit. We built them a certified bread trigger. Nah. <laughs> 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 they be out here, y'all watch what that. Y'all ain't throw that bread out there. You know what I mean? Nah, the big, the big tipper record, man. He's like, what? Um, the Big Tipple record, I pretty much, um, on that song, just having fun, man, in the club, man. And, and the crazy part is, prior to that, I never threw money in the strip club. I just knew that, I knew how to make a record and say exactly what needed to be said to get the, the setting right in uh -huh. the environment. But um, yeah, man, I happened to actually be fortunate at that time. Had a couple dollars and I started wilding. So I was tipping, the, 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 when I was getting gas, I was tipping when I was going out to eat. Tipping, you know what I mean? Like, just throwing it around. You know, whatever setting I was in. So it wasn't just a strip club, but it, it, it became a strip club record, though. Okay. Because of the DJs in the clubs took it. So that's what happened. Okay. Yo, we talked about, like, we just, we talked about how, like, the, the gangbang shit or the street shit is not your life. So you don't have to, like, abide by that. Um, mm -hmm. That lane, that's not your lane either, though, right? So... Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so... <laughs> um, what, do, what do you have, like, every... Cause, when you're an artist and you have a sound and then you're, like, your name is synonymous with the lane. So what is your lane? Like, what do you have to do to stay relevant in your lane with your sound as well? Meaning, like, the street niggas have to abide by the street rules and they got to play the street game. And then you got, like, some of the niggas who do, like, the, the club records and they got to be in the club all the time. You got some of the, like, the ladies, man, for a long time, Fab was the ladies, man. And he couldn't be seen with a woman. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what is your lane and, what, like, what does that consist of? That's interesting. I never had someone break it down. Because I'm a nice like now. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I'm getting your props, man. I never seen someone break it down to elements like that. But um, if you ask me what's my lane, my lane is definitely more of, I think I give people more rider music than gotcha. turned up. Okay. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I think I give you more of, you know, coming from work and you got to take that 30-minute drive back home. Mm. I might could give you something that, uh, that, is, that change the mood, change the setting. And also, I just go after the ladies, man. Um, nice. I, I feel like it's easy because I love women. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I also, like, you know, when you speak to women, like, I got a record called Obvious. And um, the Obvious video was talking about a woman that has low self-esteem. Um, you'll hear about that in my documentary, too. I'm, I'm going to plug that later. But I'm talking about a girl that literally beautiful as fuck. On the outside, but in the inside, she don't feel that way. She mm -hmm. see all of these Instagram models. She like, damn, I need to go to the gym. I need to get some injections. I need to get my breasts done. I need to get my teeth done. It's not Shit crazy. So I got a record called Obvious that's speaking about that. It's actually out too. It's on YouTube. I got a short film to that. Um, a lot of times I realize that if you ask me my lane is, I take experience, kind of like what Nas do. I take conversations, I listen, I mm -hmm. observe real yeah. good, and I just put it on the beat, and I just try to cleverly do it in a commercial way so it don't feel like a, um, you know, with all the respect, it don't sound like a most deaf or I'm trying to hit you with the, the boom. Nah, it's like right. I do it on commercial beats but still giving the message. So I think that leaves the lane open for 
be truthful, but make it fun. You know what mm. I'm saying? Don't don't take it away where you feeling like it's a lecture. That's what I try to stay away from. Which is funny because I always felt like as an artist, well, did, Jay Will, you had a lane. Did you feel like you had to, uh, like, and I'm not gonna say like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't a gimmick, but it was like it's your persona. Like the the music has to match the person almost, right? Like the character, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, character. character, yeah, my because the who character. you who Jared who Jared is and Jay Will is like, for example, you know me as Travis. Well, some people do but goldie um and recession free i used to be recession free rube those were two different people but goldie um mm-hmm. i was a conversationalist so uh, if you listen to the advocation i was talking to somebody every single song right it was a lot of stories it was a lot of like i was i would talk in third person a lot like i was i yeah. was narrating a lot of different stories mm-hmm. and so a part of me being a conversationalist i couldn't just speak about it in the music I, I I was telling my bros like yo I want to be able to go I want to be doing podcasts and radio and all that I want to talk to people mm. because part of being a rapper and talking to people you got to live up to that same persona you right. have to be the talker they have right. to know you as the talker right. and also that became the persona like so Goldie was a very fast talker like I was he was, he was a pimp, right. like player like a slick guy mm. but recession free was more conscious I was in a different space I was real educational and lyrical yeah. and but Goldie was a lot more playful and flamboyant. I, I, for me, it was the same, like, well, not the same, like, Jay Will and Jared were, the, like, the same people. So, of course, a singer, you you know, I ain't talking to niggas, I'm talking to women. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I was always talking to women when it came, when it came to my women, uh, when it came to writing. And I would talk at them, well, not, like, at them, but I was talking to them in terms of storytelling. Like, I was making up in my head, you know, about a woman. Like, I knew how to make up stories. And I knew how to the same thing with you, Pressure, like really listen to what other people's stories and take my own and create them. But right. I, I use my imagination, you know what I mean? Like hugely, like I could make a story up and be like, okay, I'm going to write this story out and turn it into a record. You don't use, I know with rappers, a lot of times when you hear rappers, you want to believe that it's their, you know, either their story or it's somebody else's story but like rappers we don't want to hear that it's like made up you know what I mean so yeah <laughs> it's like hey, smooth who was, who was you talking to when you was fucking the thoughts and busting at the cops yeah. and, and, and running from the cops yeah, yeah, who yeah. was you talking to when you <laughs> wrote that huh? one who was you talking to when you wrote that bro the ops and the thoughts it's a running joke. I'm lying at this point now, but I smooth you had a rap back in the day, and I don't remember it. But uh, in my head, he was running from the cops and busting at the ops and fucking the dots. That was my line. That was his line in my head. <laughs> so, but nah, I was gonna get to something too. I, I was listening to Jay speak, and I didn't want to cut him off, but it was gonna be a question I had for Smooth about like on this podcast. Um, you're working with two people that um, were artists at a point, and now obviously you see that they transition into the podcast lane. And you, as um, to never really step into music, um, I had a question for you, but I tell you, I was listening to <laughs> Jay, but I was about to interview you real quick, and I had smoke him. No, I really was about to ask him an interesting question. I cannot remember what it was, but yeah, what's your perspective on? Um, music when you speak with these guys because obviously they're knowledgeable and they've done certain things but if you never stepped in the studio do you feel like sometimes it make it hard to relate because you're more of the consumer of music versus being in the booth like do you feel like it's ever challenging when you speak with music about these guys like with these guys 
Um, I don't think that it's challenging because I mean, we really well, honestly, I love music. You know what I'm saying? So we really, I really speak to them about music, and we also have like a different taste. Like, I mean, they get in my car, they hear some new shit, and I'm plus I'm, I'm from a younger generation. You know what I'm saying? Like they're mm. three, four years older than me. So we mm. like. We have different perspectives on music regardless, you know what I'm saying? Like the Jay and Wayne conversation, like different eras, different like different mm. perso- different perspectives on everything as far as music. So it, it actually helps, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I didn't grow up listening to Jay. Jay wasn't my my guy, but list, you listen to uh, Jay Will, he'd be like, oh yeah, I fuck with who I, I never really listened to him. Like, uh-huh. Wayne was my, was, is my goat, you know what I'm saying? So it changes everything. But as far as music, like um, he was a singer... We was in a group growing up, you know what I'm saying? I just never, <laughs> I, I never, I never it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was the only singer, the but I was in group, you know what I'm saying? And then Rube told you, like, I tried out, I tried the rap, you know what I'm saying? I, I gave it a try, you know what I'm saying? But it just wasn't my thing. But as far as the podcast thing goes, like, I could have a conversation with anybody. Now, you know? let me ask you a question. This is interesting. I'm sorry to, like, spin nah, the table. Bro, bro. Bro. No, 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 I got no, one no, question. No, I'm, I'm actually, they're going to love it. They're going to like, yeah, he acts smooth. He is. Smooth the crying, nigga. I got one more question after this. That's exactly why I'm asking the questions, because I think it's interesting, man. Um, You know, and I don't know who need to hear this, but, yo, when you do interviews, sometimes... Um, the host itself, man. Some people be curious about y'all lives too. Yeah. So I try to make sure I help. Right. You know, we, we all help each other and learn something new. Um, with Wayne, right? And I'm and I'm glad you brought that up. With Wayne and Jay Z. Y'all was talking about the verses mm-hmm. debate. Yeah. Wayne, ah oh, man, man, if, yo, I'ma tell you, if you really love Wayne like that, right? And and I'm not challenging you on that. Me and Flizzo back yeah. in 2007, man, we was in, uh, I mean, we had biology class together. And Wayne dropped, I think, Lollipop at the time with Millie. Mm-hmm. People, was, people was praising him like crazy. Man, he's born in 05. Yo, people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's born in 95. He's born in 05. Look at him. Took some years off him. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? I said that in my head, but I said 05. That was a slip up. That was definitely a slip up. My bad. I took a decade from him. Yo, my favorite rapper was Lloyd Banks. Forever, right? Love Banks. Right? I used to argue with people Banks is better than Wayne. Are you crazy? Man, look at your face. At that time, though, Banks was running. Yeah, I remember, look. And then as time went on, I was like, damn. And I just met Banks, too, which is crazy. Wow. It's on my page. I just met him on my birthday. Coolest shit ever. And I was like, damn. When you look at your heroes and certain people, and let's just say Wayne, if he was ever put on that stage with Jay, and he got his ass waxed with them 20 records, do you think you would feel differently? Even though you know what Wayne is capable of, would you feel like, damn, that was he got smoked? Like, would you, how would you feel about that? Because be honest with you, I know Banks ain't going twenty records with Wayne, respectfully. Um, if he lost to anybody else besides Jay, it would hurt. But it's Jay. It's like Jay. You know what okay. I'm saying? So like, he's the fair. He's on that Mount Rushmore. So if he lose to if he lose to a god, it's like. You know what I mean? He lost to someone that he deserved to lose to. Now, if he went and lost to fucking Lil Uzi Vert, I'm like, all right, my nigga. Like, For sure. Now For sure. my feelings is hurt. I don't know about right. to fuck with you no more. Right. If you lose to Jay, then you lose to Jay. You now, know look, because I, mean? I was born in 93, so I'm, I'm 94, so. Yeah. Okay, so look, I'm younger than the guys as well. I tell you this, I, no lie, I'm, I love Jay Z, I love Wayne. 
I said to somebody, and y'all can tell me if y'all think I'm tripping. I said, if Wayne, from what I remember, especially ringtone ever, if y'all bring Wayne features out, because I think as a solo artist, I like Wayne music, but I had to grow into it. You know, I, I mean? had to. I, I think we all did. We all did. That so if a, you if you take Wayne's features, not me, but I was down south. Features and Well, when I say we all did, I meant like the New Jerseyans. We we had to grow into Wayne. Because because oh, with Jay, he didn't just did take off with the us, locks man. and dips that shit. I'm like, all right, if Wayne jump into the mixtape Wayne and freestyles and 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 features. No lie, depending on who the crowd is, the building will shake different. People it don't... will. <laughs> it I will. That's so, what, all right, so I want to make sure I was crazy. No, no, no. You ain't crazy at all. But we, that was our conversation. Oh, okay, yeah, bet that's, that. That's, people revere him for his mixtapes and his freestyle. Like, of course he had good songs out, but it was his freestyles, his verses on... on well, his, like, like, let me it, ask you something. You do... Okay. What is Wayne's song cry? So what is his song cry? What is his when Jay Z plays song cry? Jay Z don't play song cry in the verses. He he if he doesn't play song cry, he's stupid. What but what is his song? What is his song cry? He's not. If he doesn't play song cry, he's stupid. Okay, but we're not. But what is his song cry? That's my point. I'm just asking the question. What is his song cry? I got one in my head. His song cry. Um, what's that record? I don't know the. I don't know the name of it, but I'ma sing it. Yeah, but I know I know what it is though. It's a um, uh, it was like 2011. Oh, Oh, that was yeah. Yeah. No, he did a record. He he no, he did a record about a girl. Not saying how to love, right? How to love? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he did how to love. Okay, but that's the song. I mean, that's off the top of the. Okay, what about you, Smooth? I say Hustlers music. Hustlers, that's his song. Okay. That was, that was you, my answer. You was going to go to Hustlers music? I was going to say. That was the closest. The reason I asked that, that, you think so? The, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. The, pain, since I lost you, I'm lost too. Like I'm in a yeah, yeah. for horseshoe. Yes, that's how I feel. No, fucking you, smooth. Oh, I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. If that song goes off, that's beating song cry. That was my point. And that's Jay, a mixtape record. Think, I don't think it goes into that because everybody remember that list that came up pressure where everybody was yeah. like, yo, this is song. And I'm like, yeah, I seen, I'm like, at least I 80 of these songs. Yeah. But we don't know because we looked at the dipset yeah. verses and we looked at the locks verses and it was well, like, mm-hmm. well, I guess, well I, guess, I guess the question didn't hit. But the point I was trying to make is that he has mixtape records that are just as big as Jay-Z's biggest records. And that's scary. Yo. That's scary. Yo, you play This Is What I Call in the verses. It's yes. running. Yes. Should I Which call her? Yeah. You should better, nigga. Yeah. Should I call her? Butter, pecan, caramel, the sun and dove. She hot it in the summer day you, in hell. You know Yo, it if you hear it. And that be like. he has so many of those that when you if you hear it, a lot of a, a lot of th- the big thing about verses is the nostalgia, bro. I don't think everybody. I'm a Dipset fan. It hurt me, right? I don't think everybody in there knew to who shot your verse. But the gall and the audacity of Kiss to play who shot you. But in New York in City. In New York City. But he can play it in it's New York like, City. It's like. If he would did it in Miami, it wouldn't have hit. Exactly. Like the gall of this nigga. That's a smack in the face to anybody. 
Right. To anybody, it's like, oh, nobody knows that verse, but it's like, yo, this nigga go. As a matter of fact, people thought that was a new freestyle. People thought he wrote that shit. So he just had to take that. that freestyle and put it streaming so they can know, like, nah, this and is so this is old. When guy. you that have nostalgia, like that's what verses is about. It's the nostalgia. How long? How what? Where does that record bring you back to? And that's when you go crazy, like, yo, I remember I was in 07, nigga. This was the shit, yeah. and that's what it all comes yeah. down to. So who out, has the last kiss album? It was yeah. on a mixtape. Who has right. the biggest nostalgic moments? That's what Versus comes down to. No lie. Right? You did the thing you said. Yeah. Yo, I mean, don't discredit this, but I know what the locks are capable of. But if it was a commercial success battle, I took Dipset to win. I was like, yeah. Dipset to win. I, well, I thought it was. But, I, that, <clears throat> that, that battle right there let me know that we have drifted so far from commercial success. Uh, that Shit, yeah. Even artistry, like if you think about the three artists that Dipset has yeah. versus the three artists of the locks, Jim Jones, major records, what? Joel's major records, Cam major records, and the crazy Jada thing is, is they did it, but Sheik and Styles yeah. was like they know, did it, yeah, and, and what happened it. was. Dipset outperformed you with B-sides and it was nostalgia. Don't get me yeah. wrong. People were like, damn, but it was the performance that yeah. was like, all right, these niggas is putting on a yeah, class. It, 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 it wasn't the songs. It wasn't the time. They didn't bring you back to a, a time in your life. It was just like, yo, and then also, niggas is outperforming. I, I definitely think, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> but I definitely think that if it was going to be mixtape and commercial, G-Unit would have been a better... yeah. Battle for the uh, for D-block. them. I was just listening to uh, on that piff. Damn, niggas looking like that piff. But I, I still, yeah, like I still, going, I still go on that piff to go to old mixtapes. And I was just listening to mm. the G Unit mixtape when they got the white tees on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still hard, yo. Like you know what I mean. But yeah, um, I think mm. for when we talking about the commercial thing, I looked at the Trina and um. Eve situation like yo Eve is gonna run her but that was my East Coast mm-hmm. bias t- talking to me and then not also listening to that Eve doesn't make records anymore Trina does but Trina she her music in 99 and two, early 2000s still bang if you still hitting the club they they could still shake their ass to those records you know what you I mean know what, you know what else <laughs> is crazy and she outperformed Eve too you know what else is I crazy watch that. Well, I didn't watch yeah, it check it out some artists don't know their hits and that's another thing. Some art, and that's why Pharrell said he would never do, he would never do a versus because he, the shit that he would play versus the shit you want to hear, completely different. The shit that he loves and the shit that he considers a hit, mm. you probably yeah, be like, that's somebody, nigga, but, that this, ain't but even. see, but then I chalk that person up as, like, he folds under like the 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 Kanye type of people. Like, he don't. <clears throat> Those are the type of people that are so full of themselves in a sense. Well, Cameron, it could be good and bad. Well, be- well, Cameron suffered from that too because Cameron missed five songs he could have played. He missed. He about- missed. He missed. But Big they wasn't. Ones. They were. They, they didn't play prepared, Hey Ma, right? But they, they weren't played, prepared they, neither. They played Hey Ma. They didn't play Moo Ma. They didn't play um the song with him and X. Din 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 din. That's Wait. it. Wait, they did Hey Ma. They did Hey Ma. They did Oh Boy, but they did them in medleys. They didn't. They didn't break the records up. Uh, He didn't play Horse and Carriage. Joels didn't play Um Back to the Crib. Joels didn't do Back to the Crib. They wasn't prepared neither. Yeah, but like. That, and so that, that it, plays look, a part. It, it just looked it just looked more forced. Like yeah. you could tell that you know they're still trying to get themselves together yeah. as a group. Well, yeah. yeah. 
But um, but, Locks but, never broke but a lot of artists suffer from that because when you go back to the Fab playlist, it's like, damn, the shit that you should have played versus what you played, it's a big, big... Versus Jada? Yeah, Fab versus Jada. I didn't really watch it because I was disturbed by when I seen... It seemed like the DJ was the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was... Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like Fab, like, play whatever, I know it. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah, but, but also, too, like, I, I, I personally think sometimes you'll go into a battle... And if let's say we friends, I'm not coming to kill him in a battle. I'm coming to have a good time. Like snooping, snooping, uh, DMX for instance. They came on some, yo, I love you, bro. Like I'm just doing. We just dogs don't have some fun dogs. compared to the locks and Dipset. Like they, you, you, you coming into a dog. They, they got. You know what I mean? Like you coming into a dog fight. I think- you know what I mean? I think that Yonkers mentality is like kill or be killed, and it's like um, you know, it's life or death for them. Yeah. And they got a they got a lot to prove because they felt like, yo, we've been slighted for so long, we gotta kick up. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. So it's no losing for the locks. No. So they gotta go. Even if you be friends, I gotta go all out I'm on you because you. yeah, because that's my cloth. Where Harlem is too laid back, too cool, too flamboyant. Right? Oh, 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 what you about to say, Smooth? So Jersey City. We're like a melting pot, right? You know, we got different. So even like our music. So how do you feel about the different sounds that we we have in Jersey? Like you said, you you're like your conscience and you speak to the women. You got the rap. You got the the street rappers. Mm-hmm. You have the pain artists. So like Cash Styles, the pain artist. You got Kramer who does the street rap. Mm-hmm. You got the uh, upcoming DG, the girl, Jizz uh, mm-hmm. artist. You got yeah. Apex Rich who does like party anthems, two two one nine leads, a whole bunch of artists. So how do you feel about all the different sounds that we have? In Jersey City, ourself, as opposed to, you know, a lot of other places who just have one sound. Yo, to be honest with you, in most cases, and this might sound funny, but I be I be feeling like an old head sometimes. I do too. I don't always be as knowledgeable of what's he, going on. He just I'm, said some niggas only knew Apex. I ain't know nobody else. <laughs> oh, see, so I be feeling like I'm out the loop. The only time I'm in the loop is when these people reach out for a video. So I be feeling real bad. But um, I think Jersey City is definitely a melting pot of a lot of different sounds. Um, but I still think that we need a sound because Jersey City, if you think about it, truly follows the trends like they do everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And they try to capitalize off of that. But I think that's one of the potholes in the city is that, yo, it's hard to get over that. Um with with understanding that like we don't have nothing like when people think of Jersey when you go to Ohio or you go wherever they familiar with Jersey Club house music correct right Joe Button and that's pretty much it when you say you Jersey City you can't even the masses to the masses so Jersey City needs I, I think it, I think they're working on it though I think um we need more producers though. I think we need more people that can help build the sign like the sonically build something that we can roll off of. Like and that's what's really gonna help Jersey City. But every artist you just named and a couple other artists are definitely dope. I definitely um like I said, people that send me stuff that may want videos or so, I definitely check their stuff out. I'd be like, damn, it is a lot of dope artists, but it always go back to the marketing, man. I, I'm more on the business side now because I understand how it go. And it's like, yo, everybody could be dope, but we got to keep pushing and understanding that, you know, if you want to put uh, $200 to the side to stand online for some Jordans on a Saturday, it's like, yo, you know what $200 could, could do for you reaching-wise if you know how to do Google AdWords and 
you know, I I rather I rather gain twenty new fans that are spend ten dollars versus just spend money on shoes, money on belts, money on the latest jacket, and then next thing you know, you want a discount on the video. Like everybody, business got to get tighter. It don't make sense. Niggas be wanting. Two hundred fifty dollar videos and that you know was they ten years ago they outfit is down there twelve hundred and then they spreading money in the video like that's everywhere though but I speak for directors I speak for creatives on that side of like everybody dope but dope don't get you far no more you know what I'm saying it's the hunger and you gotta get your money right you know what I'm saying like stop doing stupid shit online getting your niggas and criminal you know what I mean like you don't want to get yourself locked up you don't want to get yourself uh you don't want to become a target. You know, you got to really be smart with this shit. So if um, anybody listen, I don't know who needs to hear this in Jersey City or any city, um, make great music, but don't follow trends because trends don't last. So understand by the time you catch on to the trend and you go to put out your record, the sound will change by the time you even get the marketing dollars to catch up to what you thought was hot six months ago. Facts. Straight like that. That's deep. Exactly. We the trend. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of <laughs> sent me down a. He was about to send me down a loophole that I ain't really want to get into. I yeah, mean, I was going to go with you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ah, you went in for a second. I mean, I mean, talk to me real quick. I mean, I know you're. Well, no, no. Nah. This goes back to the conversation that we had before we even put the mics up when when I was talking about just the fashion in the sense in the city, or just how we, how we, the the brands that we cultivated that we grew up on, the like the household name for Jersey City has changed. Like, like what the uptown represents, what the Tims represent, to where's though fashion is like because of social media. I blame it on social media. I forgot what Jared said, but because so you have access to social media, we all dress the same, we all look the same. You get what I'm saying? I remember that. I don't. It was a nasty time where them biker short, them biker jeans took over. The jeans with the I don't know what to call them shit. You don't took them out. It's just took them out. The the corduroy. The yeah, them balls. H&M ball mans. I, it was a nasty time. Smooth, don't lie. You had a pair. I had a pair, too. And I got a pair, cause, and I ain't going to lie. I, I ain't going to lie. I had a pair, because Smooth got a pair. That's how crazy it was. And Smooth shit was tight, tight, tight. Like, ah. <laughs> but nah, so everybody wore those. And I can remember a time where I went to Florida, and they had Dickie suits and Reebok classics. And I was just telling pressure about how Polo boots were duck hunting boots, and you know, and they looked at me crazy like, yo, you got on Tim's, my nigga, in the summertime? And that was just our style. So we had different styles, and now we've changed. And that's the scary part of it all, right? right. Because now we're talking about following the trends, and it's not just the music, it's our slang. Because everything is pushing P right now. And I'm still like the old head in me. I'm only 30, and I'm sitting here looking at young niggas like, am I old for that? Because I'm 30, and I'm like, I'm never going to say keep it P, like pushing P. That's just not in my <laughs> nature. But to, but to keep it I've never you, said it. That only, but that I don't even know. Yeah, but, I, but, but that only happens when you are not around. So, like, for instance, like, I remember hanging around PD and Craze when we, me and Jules were managing them. Keep in mind and, they're younger, too. And they were younger. When we mm. met them, they would. 18, 19, and we were around them. Mind you, we were in a... <clears throat> this is when downtown Jersey City was just building up. You know yeah, what I mean? this lounge, all that. And yeah, and we was mm-hmm. hanging out in those spaces. You know what I mean? So we were hanging out with a lot of these young artists. And I, I didn't even trip when certain... Because I'm like, yo, I'm in a culture. Like, I'm just learning. I'm learning with y'all. 
what y'all learning. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm catching slang how they catching slang. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if, if when you start ingratiating yourself with that, it's different. Like, you don't know these artists because you done, in a good way, you done excelled past the city in a sense. Mm. So the people that you grew up with, like the Sam Blacks of the world, like those, like that realm of people mm-hmm. from that 2010, 2015, if they ain't go where you was going, you probably ain't catch it. You know what I mean? Unless you was in the business of signing artists. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've, you coasted. So you don't understand what's going on here because you're not focused here. Unless they're hitting you. Yeah. And... Like going off of what you makes saying. sense though. Or? Nah, it definitely makes yeah. sense. That's why I said like co-signing what you're saying. Um, the more I travel, the more I realize that like, damn, I can't bring up none of these people' names when I go to this city. I could be in Delaware, like not even that far. I can go to right. Connecticut, right? Which I beat out there, right? And you can't bring up the names, even DJs. You can't bring up some of the the DJs' names from the radio station. It just show like yo, some people have regional success, and if you don't understand like. Yo, the world is bigger than where you wake up and go to sleep at. Like, yo, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely learned that the hard way, too, because I was the same one. Like, man, I'm about to put this up on SoundCloud and all that and Spotify and all that. It's like, yo, you got to reach the people on your own. You got to get out there and put the work in. I always tell people, you can put out music and... You know, you get 50 shares or whatever like that. You can have a 1,000 plays or a 1,000 likes. All that ain't going to matter if you ain't out there beating up them analytics. You got to pay attention to where people want to hear you at. Like, honestly, my music didn't even work in Jersey to begin with. People don't even notice that. A lot of Jersey artists don't work in Jersey, honestly. Mm -hmm. Which is the reason that Fetty Wap doesn't sound like a Jersey artist. Like right, and right. for a long time, well, like, maybe that, now, make, but no, that makes yeah, so, which is why he emulated Guap, like you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because that sound was what was it, it may not have been popular to Jersey City, but that sound is what he gravitated toward to. It's crazy because when Fetty Wap was, um, when he was going up, I was on the phone with Derek, and he was like, um, he said something about Fetty Wap and da, 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 da. And I was like, Fetty Wap ain't even from up north. He like, yes, he is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he is from, he from Jersey. And I was like, wow, we ain't got no sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't yeah. have our own sound. Now that's what I realized. Like, but do we have a language? Do we have a dialect? Do we, we have a language? Why is it? I, I, okay, it right. Dies. It's scary that we didn't make up trap. We didn't, you know what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't make up drill. Track. We didn't make up drill. Yeah, yeah, but that's all through music. So think about it like this. Think about in the last 10 years, who's do- who has dominated? You got the South. Atlanta, the South, the South, Toronto, and you, which is a whole nother country. Exactly. And then you see another country getting ready to come in and dominate, which is Africa. Or the, the the Afro world, like they and London, them. and London. Y'all yeah, about to say that UK, they beat yeah. shit. They, they, they come. That's more in the acting world where they beating shit. No, the, drill is UK. I, yeah, is, is that UK is drill? drill? Yeah, everything yeah. right that, now. That's where got his shit from. Don't UK get me wrong. Drill, uh, even the dancers, even okay. the dancers, cool. even the little the woo walk and all that. That's that's UK. We gotta give them their props. Right. So okay. everything starts with with entertainment for the mo- for the most yeah. part. Okay. In Jersey City, besides two. Yeah, that we really, really are fam- with like people are familiar with, which is I'll be out, and then you have Joe Button. Uh-huh. Scissor from here. Shout out to Ran. Ran too, but 
he ain't pushing culture from here. You know he is. I mean? You just not. You just. I'm tapping. Remember what we spoke about. Is, but remember what, what I'm saying is really? he not control. He doesn't control. I'm saying he he his he doesn't have enough force to control and make people say yo jersey slang or wear jersey shit. Well, neither you know did. Uh, no, okay. he don't. Like well, a relevant influence. He's a relevant influence. That like, nigga like put like on some new impact. shit. Niggas is not wearing. Baby put on. Little baby put on something. Niggas is going to want to go get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. That's what's going on with the Jersey world. You got Scissor that's but, that's but, from here, but that's, and she don't. And she, but she got signed in L.A. She's from Maplewood, right? She's from Maplewood, oh, right? Right, right. Yeah, I heard that's about that. 25 minutes from here. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, but she Little don't. Timmy. They were the same Timmy, school, but they don't push none of that culture. The only person that you really got culture from, Frank Sinatra, Joe Button. That's really but, it. But when so, you think about so it, let's, let's, Camila TV ain't putting on like Jersey. But like, the skill. But I was about Frank, to say that when I went, I had to surf. Yes. But I was about to say, right? What is culture to them? What is culture to Rotimi and, and Scissor? Do they do they have a do they have a Jersey culture, right? So the thing with Nork, right? Naughty by nature, Lords of the Underground, Lauren, mm, cool, right? I went to my wife and played Naughty, and she was like, "Who is this?" And I got mad a little bit, like, "Babe, you don't know Tretch." It's like, nasty, nasty, nigga, the nasty. Come on, babe. I want like, come on, babe. Come on now, like, <laughs> ain't been to enough beach parties. Or something. And I, I and know. I start putting on the videos, and she like, oh, that's Avon Ave, and I'm like, so you can go look up the videos, and they like, but when like, like I ain't seen no scissors Nork video. I ain't seen no Road Timmy Nork video, no. right? Because to them, it's like, why am I doing a video here? But that's we want to leave, but, right? Paradise. One day, I'm sorry, I'm blow, sorry. Well, that's because they didn't blow up here. Yeah, but it's, I'm I'm about to take it slow. And, yeah. and and that's why exactly. I was getting ready to say smooth. You hit it on the motherfucking nose because SZA is considered West. Like yes. she's yeah, definitely. She's a West Coast artist, and so you know her I mean? culture like, might just be West Coast. Is she, you know what I'm saying? Like it might you be had two. She might have representing East. And then he switched and then so West. West, but he always said, nigga, I'm East still. Like, I'm still out here. I'm still with y'all. But it's kind of hard. But, but, that's, but that's that's what the the point that I understand what, what Rube's saying as well. Completely. Um, when you actually put your footprints down in a certain area and you yeah. put in time and all that, yeah, you kind of owe that back where you should shine light there somehow. Mm -hmm. But if it don't work for you there, um, and... You're you're embraced differently somewhere else. I do also you understand kinda, that. So adopt, at, you adopt that. Prime example, right. almost when you can think about it, is like a little bow wow for instance, where he's Ohio, from Ohio, right. but, but he looked like we. But I thought little bow wow was from, even yeah. though he said Ohio where I'm from. I originally thought he was from the West Coast because when they dressed oh, yeah. him, he had on Dickies, a jersey. Well, he was, Braid, long well, he was signed. Like he was signed to Death Row too. So, but yeah. So he looked like a West Coast artist to me. Not he. He didn't come off as Midwest. Bone Thugs and Harmony. I always thought them niggas was from the West. Like I always. I thought, get exactly. I get what you saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what yeah, you saying. True. You know what I mean? But that's clueless yeah. of us to not know the region. So like that's you know what I mean. Like they may have been screamed like because they like the name of their first album was uh, East Side 1999, I believe. Something believe like something like yeah, something right. like that. So where yeah. you right? Where you come from and yeah. where you so it's in it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I loved when Albi I used to say, "Yo, Jersey, I'm, I'm, I'm from here, Marion." Yeah. And I got niggas that's in Florida on two K games. Like, nigga, oh, you been to Marion? Like, nigga, wherever you go, no. it's crazy. Because right, so what, what happens is, yo, when you, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. like that's what I said. Wherever you blow up at, that's what people feel like they shine the most light at. So Sue Surf is always talking about North shit. You know what I'm saying? Albi right. was always talking about Jersey City shit because that's where they blew up at. They didn't blow up nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. But SZA, Rotimi, they ain't even, nope, nobody, well, 
I didn't know they was there. She yeah. even she even oh what's the what's the little light skin chick? Coyle Ray. She put on. Yeah. And a girl from Fab. What's the that was on the Fab? Um Jazzy. No. She was on um, um But I know um, who you're talking about. Shootout if I, can't, too. I can't think of her um, name. No, no, no. What's her name, yo? Y'all I know who she is. It's not girl, Jazzy. Right? Nah, Jazzy. That's the girl I got shown Davies, right? Yeah, that's uh, Jazzy. That's she Jazzy. From, what she, she went from? Jazzy she, from Jersey. She, what, she, she took her original name or something like that? Nah. Oh, a, man. She was like, level up, level up, level up, level up, She like she could be mixed or something like that. I know, I know what you're talking about. Nah, she from like, um, dang, bro. What's her name? She did the level up song. Level up. She on on part two. But they was even saying that about Russ, though. Like, he's from Seacrest or something like that. I would never know he's from Jersey. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost. There's a, there's a cliche line like you got to leave the city to put on for the city. It's almost like you got to leave Jersey and then go somewhere else and be like, I'm from Jersey. But Just to, like, you know, it's crazy. The people who end up in fortunate situations, whether they were studio rats, whether they was fucking, uh, they went to school at IAR and they got placed somewhere else and they got placements and all that. Those people can get it off. A person like yeah. me can't get it off. I didn't already put my name on everything for a decade now at this point. There's I, I, no way I can go to fucking Atlanta and act like, yo, I'm from Peachtree. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, <laughs> it don't work like that. So it depends on the artist, you know? Rob Zombie is from Willingboro, New Jersey. I went to school with Rob Zombie. He was just Robbie, like Robbie with the braids, like... And I like he put started from the bottom and I ain't it ain't like shake. you going That's home. Name. Who? Who? Yes, yeah, uh, zero shake? seven zero shake. Oh, yeah. no shake, shake oh, claim jersey. You from the Heights or something, right? Yeah, shake claim jersey. Zero seven zero shake. Yeah, she, she did a couple of times. She was. I don't. She I don't sang know. the song when Fab do level up, level up. That's, That's what you were saying. She on the hook. Yeah. No, but she signed on the jersey. If you from, go to good music jazzy roster, from Jersey too. I'll, I'll play Jazzy for you. If you go to Good Music Jersey Roster, too. she's on it. She's uh, 07 Shake. She was 07 like, Shake, yeah. Because I remember Kanye came to uh, Dope Some somewhere down there, and he went to go see her perform. Facts. Mm. Yeah, that, that was interesting. I That's found crazy. out about it. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember it being in the paper. I was like, dang. Like, yeah, he pulled up on her. And then she did a, she did a show, too, at the Cathedral uh, right after um, we did the Juice event. Mm. Well, P, I got one last question. It's not the t- it's 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 in the. F- I'm not gonna frame it like the typical what's next question, <laughs> but like, what's the next? What's the one move? What you telling your team right now? Like, what's the next move to solidify you where you need to be? Like, what are you talking about with your team? Like, yo, if we do this consistently, we gone, or we on the next step of the we on the next step of the I mean, ladder. I got a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow it okay. right up with that, and then with that, how much? Of that has to do with luck. On top of that, mm. okay, interesting. Um, well, one, I would tell you that, um, and this actually may be a, a part two question. Um, building the media team to take over certain things that I just don't want to be as involved in anymore. To okay. create, to put my focus straight into music. So, uh, building the media team, videographers, photographers, designers. Um, That's dope. Sound That's internet, dope. yeah, building that because at this point now I didn't build up the name on my own um, and, and, and establish the brand. So if you able to put people in position to not only intern or you know even get paid for what they do with experience, um, it keeps the brand going, and then I get to put my focus somewhere else. So. That's the next step on on a business note. You know what I'm saying? Like on some Tyler Perry of music videos type shit. And look, I want to create pressure online media. 
East, Pressure Online Media West. Hey. Let these motherfuckers take over and shoot all indie artists' videos. Like, mm. that's my goal. That's I, that's I, don't see, I don't see nobody trying to help the indie artists out here. They just out here scamming and trying to get money. But it's like, nah, help these people with their treatments. How they video looking like something besides corner store, porch, and house deep. shots. That's gotcha. deep. So that's that's the next move um, on the business note. As far as the music, um, I'm putting out a documentary, which I'm still in the works right now, trying to get it on Amazon Prime. I was messing with Netflix, but yeah. it's always about the splits. And, it, you know, with film, it's kind of like layers that it go into. So it start out... Um, you know, you, you can start out with Walmart. You can start out with Tubi and, mm-hmm. and Hulu and all that. It's never really on all platforms at one time. It's no. always somewhere. So it's about wherever I get the best situation from. For my fear documentary, my which boy was for that fifty percent, like, <laughs> yo, no, I, look on record, I was offered that fifty-fifty split, but it's like. Yo, these deals, man, like in film, I ain't even know that film. I had to educate myself. Film is way different than music. And a person wanted to come in and do 50 50. Uh, I won't say their name, but they wanted to do 50 50 and they was going to match whatever marketing dollars I put up. So, a film that I shot, I edit, I got all exclusive content to. This is about my life when I was in the hospital. You see, when I had the chest tube put in me, all exclusive shit on some Kanye through the wire, give it to that trying type shit. And let's say if I wanted to put up five thousand for marketing dollars, they would put up five thousand for marketing dollars. No, you can't get fifty. You could get you get twenty. My man. So we're already on the same page. So that's why I'm like, nah, I had to do some research and I had to backtrack and I was like, oh nah, I gotta go another route with this. But um that's the next goal right now to get that there because you know, not to brag or, or drop name drop with shit, but I accomplished the billboard in Times Square before everybody even figured out yep. a way to do that. Yo, I, I didn't did the Instagram verification. I didn't did the the summer jam screen and certain things. At this point now, it's like yo, as an artist, I wanna put my story out there because you hear artists getting shot all the time. You hear artists talking about I've been locked up and did all this time. But how many people say nigga my right lung collapsed and I don't even smoke? Right. So I need my story told, and that's what I'm pushing for to make sure that that shit could go on the highest platform it could. And to inspire people, man. I'm going to send y'all the link, too, so y'all can see the private link. It ain't out yet, but right. I got it on Vimeo with a password. Let y'all check it out, man. Um, and just working on these singles, man. I'm, I'm about to... I'm kind of working on another album, but kind of not at the same time because I feel like albums don't have the same value that they had before. So just tricking people into listening, you know, hitting them with singles. Next thing you know, it is an album. Yeah. So that's it, though. And then, but. well... I always say to myself, like, luck is for motherfuckers who don't have a plan. So, like, mm. how do you feel about that? Um, I'm talking about it's in not terms wrong. of your career where, where you feel like you need a little bit of it or... Well, I'm going to tell anybody... Because, you know, we hear stories about it. Niggas be like, yo, we got lucky. Like, Barry yeah. Gordy was just so happened to be in the bathroom at the same but, time. But Melvin. Still, you can still have a plan and have yeah. luck too. It don't yeah. hurt to have yeah. both. Yeah. Nah, it don't hurt to have both. I definitely had a plan at times and I definitely got lucky at times, but luck don't mean nothing if you're not prepared for the opportunity. Correct. So in my mind is stay ready so I ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Niggas say rap, yeah, I'm going to rap for however long you want me to rap. Fuck all this camera shit, I'm going to show you some shit. Right. If a nigga say, 
Yo, you got your video reel together. I got everything together. You can see the quality of just my work as an artist or what I did for other people. If you say, yo, you, you have you done weddings? Yeah, I got that too to the side. I got my photography. I got a folder of logos I designed. I'm always ready, so I ain't got to get ready. What you need? I'm seeing the link. It's going to take five seconds, and it's up to you to check out the resume. But it's really about creating your own luck. That's what I believe. I, I believe that you have to create your own luck. Exactly. Everything has to be premeditated because if you're just going to jump out the window and think you're going to freestyle your career, my nigga, you could Google how many people live in the world right now, how many people live in the population of New Jersey. Nigga, it's one... It's not even 1% of a chance that you're going to make it if Facts. you think you're going to jump out the window. Your Instagram page is your portfolio now, too, bro. Correct. So if you out there, you don't want to put nothing on your page, you trying to be too cool and keep everything small, that's just your loss, right. man. I was, watching, like, yeah, okay. yeah. I was watching a movie with Maya Lansky, and he was talking about when he was a kid. Uh, he wrote it in a book. He was talking about when he was a kid, they would go, he would, you know, they shot craps a lot, like on the street, you know what I mean? Mm. And he had five cents that his mother gave him to go get some groceries. But instead, he went to go play the crap game with the five cent, <laughs> thinking that he was thinking that he was gonna make that money back. Threw the five cent and immediately lost it. He came back and he started watching the game a little bit, and he noticed that every time this one guy would come over and and put a dollar down, he would win. And he was like, "Oh, he's signaling him. He control. He's controlling the game from a distance." And it's the same thing. That's why I don't really consider luck because you get like you got you really have to make your own luck. You got to figure out how to way how can I control this for myself. You know what I mean? So, so going off what you're saying, it's just about creating a higher probability chance. So for 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 example, for example, they was doing during quarantine crazy with the wheels and you 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 you. you, you I say again. Fidget spinners. Okay, that's what the it little is. Little shit that the that you spending and the little raffle wheel. No raffle. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh the that. raffle, the raffle. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I yeah. thought he. Was, I thought he was talking about fifty right. spinners. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So the raffle wheel. So with that, right? Let's say if a, a person got um ten slots, <laughs> right? Crazy. Right. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to get it right. So the raffles, right? Let's say uh, a person has ten slots, and they say, um, ten slots, twenty dollars each. Right, twenty dollars each, and you can win a pair of sneakers. Oh, you about you about to reveal the biggest conspiracy that I, I, Yo, I already untold. But that's that is a conspiracy. Bro. But that's a real thing. Sneakers, cool grays out. Yo, it's a hundred dollars for each the slot. Ten slots. The sneaker itself is one ninety. Ten slots, twenty dollars. That you just paid for the shoe two hundred dollars, and you just got you just got you just doubled your profit. Exactly. So it's pretty much like yo, if there's ten slots, and let's just say twenty dollars. To get a slot to win, let's say three hundred dollars or right. whatever like that, right? right? So I'm not gonna do the math right now, but as many people that put in money, first of all, they're gonna go over what the person is willing to pay you, so they keep whatever's on the back end and right. give you whatever they promise, right? right? Exactly. But the thing is, is out of ten slots, if five of us is in this room right now, if five of us get a slot, yo, the chances is like, all right, cool, that's fifty percent. So it's the same thing with luck. The more things that you do or more positions you put yourself in to win, the chances is you're going to win at something first. And at the end of the day, it's up to you to say, all right, cool, we all put $20 in. This is $100 right here for us to win $300 back. Yo, right. All right, so now we're going to break down the other 200 So right. now it's just the profit of, all right, it don't matter who win. If we a team, the probability is higher. So right. it's the same thing with shooting videos or, or writing songs for people or recording, right. whatever it be, it's like, yo, you got to keep your probability higher than most because everybody doing one thing. Exactly. So you got to do more Rapping, than one. Rapping, photography, right. yeah.
yeah, and they doing we do it for cheap. Mm-hmm. That's why we do live shows. Motherfuckers, everybody podcasting. Who putting it together for real though? Who bringing the real live experience to people? Hey, podcast is essentially you want your listeners to join the conversation with you. Right. So do audio. Yeah, that's now fire. you can bring it to them in real life, and now we're all sitting in the room conversating. Now people yeah, actually right. feel uh-huh. like they're in the room because they're actually here. Right. Yeah. Got to study. <sighs> this was fun, man. I appreciate you for coming, P. Thank you, bro. No problem, man. Is that you that do the pressure online shit? Like, is that is that your voice essentially, or you had somebody else do it for you? All right, interesting. I'll break this down in 10 seconds. Pressureonline.com. Woo! That's me. I might put the... I did it on a freestyle uh, back in 2009, and I record all my music, so I had the audio file of it, and I was like, damn, this shit sound cool. And I was like, let me see if I can just take that audio stamp, take the beat out, the acapella... And next thing you know, I just started layering it on videos, and it, that was an accident. Like, it literally was just a freestyle that I did on a mixtape, and then boom, Took I off. kept it. Mm. I, yeah, I just kept it. I just put some graphics for an intro and just kept it. That's but tough. But yeah, I did that back when I was like 16. Yeah, mm. a minute ago. With that being said, this is the I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This Podcast. I'm your main man, Goldie Rube, Goldie Fat. It's your boy, J. Will, keeping it moving and grooving. And you know who it is. You know what it is. It's your boy, Smoothin. This is the hottest podcast in the world, you dick. Oh, shit, P. I'm sorry. Uh, do your plugs right now. Anything you want to plug, the dot, well, you know, anything you need to plug, YouTube, the videos, IG. Let's get that shit going. For sure. So if anybody want to check out anything that I was speaking about as far as my content, y'all can go on Google, YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, everything is pressure online, spelled regular. Instagram, pressure online. YouTube, pressure online as one word. And uh, you'll find everything you need. PressureOnline.com. <laughs> <laughs>